Jesus. And we're going to get right into the Word tonight. And um, this is part two from Sunday morning. Sunday morning I started a lesson on uh, vision, vision for success. And uh, we talked a little bit about it, and then I thought we would do part two. So we'll review for just a moment for those of you who didn't get to hear Sunday morning. And look at Proverbs chapter 29. If you would look with me there, we use this uh, kind of as a foundation scripture, Proverbs chapter 29. And uh, the, on the subject, you know, this it's pretty apropos to use this uh, topic during the first of the year. We uh, usually go into a new year with uh, a new mindset and maybe some uh, interest in having some new things in our life and maybe changing some of the things that we want to get rid of and maybe maybe some weight and maybe uh you know uh just wastefulness or or uh time that we're wasting you know all these things that we want to have some new year's resolutions and goals so you know maybe you can apply some of this to that but also you know vision is something we should have all of our life and even um, as we get into our later years, you know, it's very important to keep vision in our lives and keep going and, and keep active and not shut down mentally or emotionally or, you know, um, say, well, I've done all I'm going to do in this life. I'm going to sit back and do nothing now. <laughs> and, you know, there was a, a Bible parable about that, and the man got in trouble for saying that. God doesn't like it when we start shutting down. And uh, I had a word from the Lord the other day just that came to me, and the Holy Spirit said, you're not shut down. You know, all these shutdowns all the time and shutting this and shutting that. And and uh, he said, you're not shut shut down. You're, you can be very productive even during this time of what they say crisis. You can be very productive spiritually. And uh, you can get a lot of things done that maybe you couldn't have done before because we're you know, sometimes we're just going and doing busy for busy sake. But, um, you know, you can do amazing things during this time. So let's open up our heart and open up our mind and really believe God for some expansion this year, you know, to stretch us a little bit and do more for God than we've ever done before. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this night. We thank you, Lord, and we lean heavily upon you for utterance and for unction and the Holy Ghost that tonight you'll teach us, the Holy Spirit will teach us, that we'll hear from heaven and our ears are anointed to hear. We thank you that tonight our minds are open and our hearts are receptive to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So Proverbs twenty-nine, eighteen. hopefully you found it. It says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So we see here, where there is no vision... People perish. One uh, one translation says they cast out restraint. They don't restrain themselves because they don't know where they're going. They can't see what they're doing or what they're supposed to be doing or how they're supposed to be doing it. So it's good to have vision, and God wants us to have vision. Let's look over in the book of Acts. We'll just skip right over to the New Testament for a minute. And... Um, I just love the book of Acts. I've told you all that before, but it's just so fascinating, isn't it? Every part of just the miraculous and just things God did and people did and such great exploits for the Lord. And so we know that this started uh, in chapter 2, of course, with the day of Pentecost, 
when there was a rushing mighty wind. Wouldn't you have loved to have been there in that place? (laughs) And it filled all the house where they were sitting. This is Acts 2 and verse 2. And it says, suddenly that happened. Suddenly uh, uh, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so it goes on to say what happened then. Uh, Peter stood up to preach, of course, and they accused him of being drunk with wine. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost will make you feel really good. <laughs> and so he said, we're not drunk like you suppose, but we have been filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said, just like Joel prophesied and look at verse 17 this is what i want you to see and it shall come to pass in the last days saith god i will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy notice there's uh, women included in that prophecy right (laughs) hallelujah and you know prophecy the bible said is for the church to edify the church now, if it would be wrong for women to speak in church, then what is God filling them with the Holy Ghost to prophesy to? Well, we need to, we need to know the answer to that, right? Investigate that a little bit. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. So it is God's will for us to have vision. And when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, these are things that really start happening. You start getting a vision for your life. See, when I was filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 17, it turned my whole life around. Now, I had gotten saved earlier when I was eight, listening to Billy Graham on television, thank God. And that changed, you know, that changed me as much as you could change an eight-year-old. But, you know, I was born of the Spirit. But then there's that second experience with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, that happened to me when I was 17. I simply asked God to fill me to overflowing, and He did. And I was praying with a friend of mine about 2 a.m. in the morning. She was one of my best friends in high school, and she had gotten filled. And she said, you can do it too. Anybody can do it. And uh, so I said, all right, this is so cool, you know. <laughs> so, so I just said, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. And then I began to speak in other tongues. And uh, so that infilling is just another work of the Holy Spirit. And, of course, I've said this before because I've taught here on the infilling. But, you know, um, if just because you have a glass of water, which is the working of the Holy Spirit in salvation, doesn't mean you have the whole ocean of water. There's more water out there, isn't there? And thank God there is. We love water. We love looking at the Gulf. How about you? <laughs> Amen. A place we ate last night. We were overlooking the bay. It's so nice just to see water. I love water. But it's a type of the Holy Spirit. And so just because the work of the Spirit in the born again experience, sure, he, he did that work. He wouldn't have gotten born again without the Holy Spirit's work. But then also there's more Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And these men and women that were saved got filled with the Holy Ghost, 120 of them, and they all began to speak in other tongues. And they said they became witnesses. You know, you become real bold when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, don't you? You become a witness. They started having prophecy. They started having visions and dreams. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
So that means as Christians, and especially as spirit-filled Christians, we should have vision in our life. God-given vision. And it doesn't, there's no time of, of that running out. Like when you get 65, you know, you retire and you don't have any more unction from God. No, I tell you, sometimes you're just getting started right then. And I mean, Abraham, he didn't get started till he was 75. And God gave him a vision. And he, we, we talked a little bit about this, but we'll go ahead and look at the scripture because we didn't turn there, um, on Sunday. I think we just talked about it. But let's look at it. I think, you know, it's just so good to see the written word. So let's look at Genesis chapter 15 and verse 5. And what I've thought about many times is it's great to listen. Uh, I listen to the word sometimes when I'm driving or I listen to it when I'm working or doing other things. But when I can look at it and listen to it, sometimes the Spirit of God speaks to me uh, in a stronger way about something that I'm reading or that I'm seeing. So... Anytime you can look at it, thank God we have wonderful sound booth helpers (laughs) to put them up on the screen because I tell you, it's good. Genesis chapter 15, look at verse 5. And he brought him forth. Now this is talking about the Lord bringing Abram forth and said, Now look towards the heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. In other words, he took him outside and he said, look now toward the heavens, count the stars if you're able to number them. So shall your descendants be. So he told him to look at something. He gave him a word picture. Have you ever heard that terminology? A word picture. And so let's make it really clear how your descendants are going to be, the number of your descendants. So many that you cannot count them. Now, what you have to really appreciate here is that Abram and Sarah, they were both barren. They had had children, couldn't have children, and now they've reached the age where, you you know, it's impossible. Uh, not that it was possible before with them, but, you know, now it's getting more and more impossible. And God is saying something that is totally impossible for them to accomplish on their own. Amen? I love that about God. Because he can do so much more. He is able, the Bible says, to do exceeding abundantly above anything that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. I'm telling you, that's amazing. Just that one scripture. I love when our pastor preaches on that because it really expands you to think greater and to ask greater. Amen? Because of God's ability and that grace is his willingness to use his ability on your behalf or on the church's behalf or, or you know, um, even toward humanity. So um, verse 6 says, And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to be for righteousness. Now let's look over in Genesis or maybe one back. Genesis chapter 13, two back, two chapters back. Genesis 13, look at verse 16. Genesis thirteen sixteen, And here God's talking to him again. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed be also numbered. Okay, so we, we said Sunday there's a lot of dust. Women know about dust. We're always dusting, aren't we? I mean, you get it dusted and you turn around twice and you got to dust it again. <laughs> so I'm talking, we're talking about... 
an amazing picture here, image that God's given Abram about his seed. Praise the Lord. He's trying to get something across to him. And these are really things that he would see every day. These, you know, the, the sand, the dust, and then the stars. Let's look at Genesis 22, verse 17. I believe it's so important with your vision to put the picture before you and to look at it every day. Whatever's in your heart, even if it seems impossible, that's even better. When it seems impossible, put it before your eyes and look at it every day. Because this is a principle of, of God showing us and, and having that, uh, that whatever we're looking at attracted to us. Um, one of my friends says, whatever you behold is what you become. Whatever you behold is what you become. So don't put pictures of fat people on your refrigerator. <laughs> you know, I've done that before and I thought, when I looked at them, I thought, well, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I don't look that bad. But, you know, you need to put somebody that's really ahead of you in the exercise program or the nutritional program. Put a picture of them on your refrigerator so then you have a challenge and, and, and see. What anyway, so we see, <laughs> we see that what they looked at, they conceived and they brought it forth. And so, um, uh, Jacob, uh, and I love this in verse 43. 43 says, and the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maidservants and men servants and camels and asses. I mean, he became exceedingly rich, the Amplified says. God made him rich. Hallelujah. And it is God's will for us to have plenty. That's a, a lot of what vision uh, will bring. It will bring plenty into your life. It will bring plenty of finances. It will bring plenty of people. It will bring plenty of souls. Amen. Um, and people searching out the will of God. It will bring uh, a peace to them and, and really uh, help them on their journey. So praise God. Take the vision out of your heart. Put it on some paper. Put it the pictures on your vision board and see those things come to pass. Hallelujah. Well, let's stand up and we'll uh, go tonight and uh, maybe we'll revisit. There's so much more on this subject. And I like to encourage people because I see how beautifully it's worked uh, with me and, and, and with David too, even the short time that we've been married. We've seen so many beautiful things and had testimonies of how God works when we write the vision. Amen. Father, we thank you. And we do, uh, we do, uh, tune into you, Lord, about what you have, your vision for our life. We, we know that we can see things and, and we know that, uh, you want us to have things to enjoy and, uh, we understand all that. But even more so, Father, we want to have your vision for what you desire for us to do as we walk this earth. And I just appreciate the fact that we can trust you for vision, for dreams, for things that you desire. And not just uh, dreaming at night, uh, but having a dream in our heart that uh, that we see things like you see them and see things like things should be. And so, Lord, we, we open up our heart to you. We thank you for it, Father, that you speak to us so mightily. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Can we sing that song one more time? Thank you, Lord. We sang this earlier and just give thanks to the Lord for a minute. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free thy great salvation so rich and free